Controlled America, the no bullshit bearer of doom and gloom, opium free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. The Eastern world, it is exploding. Violence flaring, bullets loading. You're old enough to kill, but not for voting. You don't believe in war, but what's that gun you're toting? And even the Jordan River has bodies floating. But ya tell me over and over and over again, my friend. I don't believe we're on the eve of destruction. Understand what I'm trying to say And can't you feel the fears that I'm feeling today If the button is pushed, there's no running away There'll be no one to save with the world in a grave Take a look around you, boy It's bound to scare you, boy And you tell me over and over and over again My friend, how you don't believe we're on the eve of destruction Think of all the hate there is in red China Then take a look around to Selma, Alabama You may leave here for four days in space But when you return, it's the same old place The pounding of the drums the pride and disgrace You can bury your dead But don't leave a trace Hate your next door neighbor But don't forget to say grace And tell me over and over and over and over again My friend, you don't believe We're on the eve of destruction Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. This is the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose, live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday, Wednesday, Thursdays, 8 p.m. on Tuesdays. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy and a conspiracy it is. Tonight, we got Chris Sky with us. I was talking about you last night, and I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to text him, see if we can get him on. So glad we got you on, man. Welcome to the Daily Dose. Uh, we've talked on AMP, American Media Periscope, before, but glad you could come on my show. So there's a few things I want to talk to you about. 
Number one is what happened this last weekend. Then number two is Iran, Israel. And then number three is a great reset if we still have time because we got you for a limited time here. So uh, feel free to introduce yourself. Guys, I'm putting his website out there so you guys can go visit. I know all of you guys are familiar with him. But Chris, go ahead, my friend. What's going on, everybody? I'm Chris Sky. For those of you who don't know, my background is in low-rise residential, develop, design, and build. Uh, for the last 20 plus years. So I have a very unique relationship of having to work with the government, even though I was in the private sector in order to facilitate my business. I've also been involved in geopolitical affairs for even longer than that. So I'm very well versed around the world. Uh, when my business was threatened and when I saw everybody else being threatened through their businesses and through the mandates, I took it upon myself to start speaking out against the measures. I created two nonprofits, one called Back to Work, one called uh, Moms Against Distancing. I wrote a best-selling book, the first book ever to be banned by Amazon in the history of the world. Uh, they shut down my PayPal to try to stop me from selling it. And when I started, and when I self-published it and started selling it in person, they actually raided the warehouse and stole all the remaining copies. So they are afraid of what I have to say. But I thought I could be free at freedom rallies to say what I want to say, especially at the Reawakening America tour with Clay Clark, because I was already at one in Las Vegas. Uh, in August, when I started my uh, my world tour in the United States of America, my first time in the U.S. in the last 10 years because I had been banned, but granted access exclusively by U.S. Customs and Border after they realized who I was and why I was coming in. So once again, shout out to U.S. Customs and Border because they let me in not once now, but twice without and the second time without any hassle whatsoever, they literally walked me in, walked me through customs and, and said, have a nice day. I was I was absolutely shocked in a good way. So I started my tour. I was at the Reawakening America tour in Las Vegas. It went fantastic. That was a massive event. There had to be close to 10,000 people there, uh, dozens of vendors, dozens of media people, and nothing happened. Now, so then I got uh, uh, called to come to this one in Miami, and I only heard about it a few days before it was actually starting. So we, I ended up going, uh, getting brought there actually uh, through a couple media outlets that I knew were going to be there, as well as the new organization I'm working with, Saving a Child. Pastor Felix is the creator of it. He's a 70-year-old man with eight kids, eight grandkids. He's wildly successful, and he should be just enjoying his golden years with his family, relaxing and enjoying the success of his hardworking life. Uh, but instead, he ended up seeing the movie The Sound of Freedom at the beginning of uh, the summer, and it freaked him out so bad that he went on a new life purpose and life mission, and he created Saving a Child, and it's a amazing organization i've become more and more familiar with it and now I, I was actually chosen by him to be the main face and voice representing it around the world which is a huge honor to me because i am 100 percent about protecting the children over everything else and that's why we have the new website there it says joinchrisnow.com uh, you can go there and click get started to get started. I'm going to leave my phone number here because I know people are going to have a lot of questions about this. And I'm going to be able to tell you guys on the phone how you can literally get paid while raising money for children every month without having to do literally anything, anything. You can do it all from your computer without even spending less than five minutes of your time a day. You can make money every month. And you can make sure that you're donating and helping other people donate to these worthy cause, which is saving the children. So go to join Chris now, click get started. You can sign up for free and then you can give me a call at 416-400-944. 
and I will teach and all about how we're how we're going to be all around the world. We already have people signed up from 44 countries. Our goal is 10 million people in 100 countries and servicing thousands of charities and causes all around the world on a monthly basis. But let's get back to this. So I went to the Clay Clark tour in Miami. I went there actually the first night, which was the pre-show, and it was a pastors and church only event. But because I was with Pastor Felix, I was allowed to go. I was invited. And it was a nice event. They had it in the smaller ballroom. We had a few hundred people there. The only thing that kind of shocked me was they had, like, so vehemently pro-Israeli stance. And Israel wasn't even mentioned at Clay Clark in Las Vegas. Like, what does Israel have to do with reawakening America? Reawakening America has to do with COVID, climate change, uh, and all the other ways they're trying to enslave us, the LGBT agenda, the Great Reset, etc., so it was never even a topic of discussion. Now they dedicated an entire evening to have different church people talking about how important Israel is and how much we have to follow Israel and how we have to help Israel. Like they were already setting people up for the invasion before it happened. And then what was even funnier is they held a prayer, a prayer for Israel in the name of Jesus. Now, I religion, but... Jewish people don't really like Jesus. In fact, Jewish people are the ones that killed and crucified Jesus, and they definitely don't consider him a messiah. They consider him a false prophet, and in fact, the most dangerous false prophet. So saying a prayer for Israel in the name of Jesus is like saying a prayer for Americans in the name of Osama bin Laden. Like, it's not, it doesn't make any sense. But that's the kind of brainwashing we're dealing with. We're talking about people that are supposed to be about the freedom movement, supposed to be about truth, supposed to be about human rights and international law. And they're vehemently supporting Israel, whose government has been waging a genocide against Palestine for over 70 years, where they've stolen more than 90% of the land, killed and displaced millions of people, 30% of those children, so hundreds of thousands of children murdered, and virtually every single year since 1970, Israel has done something so atrocious and so horrible that the entire UN has almost unanimously voted to have them held accountable and charged with war crimes at the International Criminal Court. But the United States of America, who funds the UN with more than 70% of its money, has veto power. So even when a hundred countries around the world come together and say, Israel, enough is enough. Those war crimes are vicious and they have to be stopped and you have to be held accountable. The U.S. comes in and just signs a piece of paper called a veto and says, nope, the Israel is okay to do whatever they want. So is it any, is it, does it any wonder why Israel feels that they can do whatever they want? What has Israel done in the last three days? They've, and I told you they were going to do this. Everyone's like, oh, it's retaliation because Hamas. First of all, Israel created Hamas. It's a corporation registered in Israel. In Israel, number one. Number two, the current prime minister of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu, is on the record on video talking to his political party in 2019 stating that it is part of Israeli strategy to fund and support Hamas if you want to uh, prevent Palestine from having a state. So Hamas is an Israeli puppet. Hamas is an Israeli creation. And Hamas has only been around since the 90s. 
And somehow it's used to justify the last 70 plus years of genocide, invasion, and war crimes. Makes absolutely no sense. And then because Hamas apparently sent a few rockets into Israel, now that justifies the full-scale invasion, cutting off electricity, cutting off water, cutting off escape routes, telling people to evacuate to the south, and then simultaneously bombing the evacuation route, bombing hospitals, bombing Libya, bombing Syria, bombing Egypt, bombing Palestine. Israel's bombed four sovereign nations in four days. And when you say that to an Israeli supporter, they're like, oh, no, they didn't bomb Palestine. They bombed Hamas. Oh, really? They just bombed Hamas. They didn't kill any kids, women, children, infrastructure. No. Oh, they didn't bomb Egypt. They were bombing the border. The border of Egypt, which is Egypt. Oh, they didn't bomb Syria. They were bombing the airport in Syria because the airport was going to send supplies to Hamas. Every single time Israel attacks somebody, they come up with the most ridiculous excuse and everybody's just supposed to buy it, not just buy it, accept it and forgive Israel, not hold them accountable. And if you want to hold them accountable or if you dare tell them that we don't want to give you money and we don't want to give you warm bodies to fight and die for you, now you're an anti-Semite. Now you're a racist. Now you're a Jew hater. Now you're a Nazi. No, we're human beings. And we've had enough of the propaganda. The Holocaust worked for the last 70 years to silence virtually all criticism of Jewish people. They have the best marketing campaign in the history of mankind. We get to do whatever we want. You got to do exactly what we say. And you're going to give us money and fight our wars for us or you're racist. And we'll cancel you. And mm -hmm. how much power do they really have? Obviously, we know who controls. We know who controls those events. We know who controls the. Uh, we know who controls. Uh, Donald Trump says America first. America first. How can you have America first when you're putting Israel first? I'm America first. I wasn't even going to talk about Israel at the Clay Clark event. I was going to talk about saving a child. I was going to talk about the Great Reset. I was going to talk about not letting them bring COVID restrictions back. I was going to talk about the dangers of 15-minute city and uh, digital identity and all the rest of it. Uh, Israel wasn't even on my mind to discuss. And I went through the first day at the event, no problem. I went through the second day at the event, absolutely no problem. In fact, on the second day, I was approached by people representing the event, and they told me that a bunch of their speakers hadn't shown up, and they didn't even know I was coming until about 48 hours before the event started. So they were happy to have me there, and they actually said on the last day, which was the most important day when Eric Trump was showing up, they said, we would love to have you speak if you're willing. I said, damn right, I'll speak. That's why I'm here. So the next day, the last day, I went there, I showed up, I, I got set up, I was doing a couple of interviews, and then somebody told me to go speak to Aaron, the stage manager, who was wearing a, a, a blazer and an American flag in the speaker's area to find out when they wanted me to speak. So I ran to the back, I saw Aaron, he saw me, he ran over, shook my hand enthusiastically, but I could tell he was in the middle of something, so he said, I'll be right back, I'll be right with you. And he took off. I looked at my clock. It was 10.59, and I had to do uh, a Saving a Child podcast at 11 with Felix. So I went back to the media area. We did our Saving a Child podcast. 
around 11.30, I finished. I was about to go back to speak with the speakers, and I had some secret service security-style people walk over to me. And they weren't normal security. You could tell they were ex-military. You could tell that they meant business, but they didn't have the normal bravado of a stupid security guard where they were trying to act all tough and in your face. They were courteous. They were professional. But at the same time, you could tell they were not to be fucked with. So the guy came over. He says, are you Chris Sky?" I said, yes, I am. He's like, you're going to have to come with me. I said, why? He's like, it's referencing a social media post you made. I said, excuse me? And he pulled out his phone and he literally showed me the post I made on October 9th, which read, the, invas the Israeli invasion of Palestine, brought to you by the same people as COVID, climate change, rigged elections, and censored social media. Israel is also a hub of organ trafficking and child trafficking. That's what it said. And apparently, that was something so bad that I needed to be trespassed off the property, trespassed for an event where I was purchased a VIP ticket and provided a media pass and provided a speaking slot. So I had three separate legitimate reasons to be there, including paying to be there. And what did I do? I hadn't done anything at the event. I hadn't offended anybody. I hadn't hurt anybody. I hadn't caused a scene. I had done absolutely nothing. They were worried about a post I made October 9th. So when I said I didn't want to cause a scene, so I said, sure, I'll leave. And I walked outside with the security and I got met by a whole bunch of police officers who were there waiting for me. And then when I started filming, they tried to pretend like they weren't there for me. So I said, oh, in that case, can I leave? They said, absolutely, you're not. You're being detained. I'm like, what you just said, you weren't here for me. So then they started getting really upset with me, telling me they're going to arrest me for causing a disturbance for being a bullshit artist. That was their legal reason that they were going to charge me and arrest me because I'm a bullshit artist. Even the police officer pulled out his phone and showed me my social media post. So it proved without a doubt that these people were called in advance. These people were called by someone high ranking and they could have even been Trump security because I saw Trump's jet in Fort Lauderdale the very next day. And as we all know, wherever Donald goes, his security team shows up at least 24 hours before, especially if it's an area where his kids are. And especially because they, they, they said they had some kind of jihad threat on the event. So then I had to wait for the cops to give me a trespass notice, which I have right here, by the way. And if you read it, it literally says that they trespassed me for referencing an anti-Israeli social media post in the land of the free in 2023, where I didn't even mention Israel or Israelis or Jewish people. I mentioned the people running the invasion, a.k.a. the regime in control of Israel, the same regime that would sacrifice six million Israelis if they thought it could get their agenda accomplished. So Israelis are being used as pawns. Palestinians are being used as cannon fodder and Americans are being used as a friggin' sugar daddy. Give me your money and then go wow. fight for me. So you didn't, but here's the thing. And I want everybody to understand this at the Clay Clark event. You never got on stage and spoke of that post. You never said anything against Israel, but yet they trespassed you as if you did. Yeah. They trespassed me as if I was running around the Clay Clark event screaming, uh, down with Israel, down with Israel, fund Hamas. I didn't even mention anything about the conflict because I didn't want to because 99% of the people there were so vehemently pro-Israeli that they're saying prayers for Israel in the name of Jesus, who they despise. So when people are that far gone and that brainwashed, I'm not going to come out and tell them, hey, you know, uh, Israel's probably the aggressor in this war and probably the ones to blame for the last 70 years of the genocide against Palestine. No, I wasn't going to talk about that. I know what my crowd is, and I'm going to talk about what 
the crowd is going to be listening to. I'll talk about that on podcasts where it's going to be international audiences because if you go around the world, virtually every country around the world is in, is in agreement that Israel is the aggressor. Israel is not the victim. Only in America, which conveniently is controlled by the same propaganda matrix that runs the Israeli government also runs American television. Isn't that a surprise? And isn't it funny how the so-called freedom fighters in the freedom movement spent the last four years telling everybody how the media lies, the government lies, and we can't trust anything on TV. But now you hear them parroting the Israeli propaganda from TV word for word, right down to the beheaded babies that was fake. Now they're pretending that Hamas bombed the hospital in Gaza. The same hospital that Israel threatened that they were going to bomb earlier today gets bombed. And because international scrutiny started falling on Israel, Israel says, oh, it was Hamas. That is how pathetic the world has become. That Israel doesn't even have to put effort into their excuses anymore. They can literally say anything. And they'll be like, I dare you to speak out against us. Well, here I am. I'm speaking out against you. Come and get me. I am not afraid like everybody else is. And just so everybody knows, we're not talking, when we, when we say Palestine, we say Israel, we're, we're talking about the political factions, we're talking about these leaders there, the Zionists in Israel, uh, you know, one thing comes to mind, the Belfort uh, Declaration that happened in the early 1900s, where the Rothschilds were granted- Stop gifted. right there, stop right there, stop right there. Go, isn't, do it it. Convenient, isn't it convenient that the Balfour Declaration was done around World War One, and then after the Holocaust in World War Two? That was the excuse that they used to implement the Balfour Declaration and give Palestine to Israel. Meanwhile, it was written decades before, so you know they had already planned to come and steal Palestine. Then when they come to steal Palestine and literally start murdering, raping, pillaging, stealing land, not to find their borders, committing war crimes... They're still telling the world that they're the victims, still telling the world that this wasn't part of their plan. Meanwhile, it was literally written in the Balfour Declaration, which, by the way, was written by the Rothschilds, the same Rothschilds that funded World War One and World War Two, the same Rothschilds that also funded the British monarchy against America and a little something called the American Revolution. Meanwhile, Americans now just think that the Rothschilds forgot about them and allowed America to become this big, strong, free, rich country. No, the Rothschilds still control everything in America, including your politicians. Because where's Donald Trump? Why didn't Donald Trump come out and condemn what happened at his event? at his hotel why didn't donald trump clarify that america first means america first and we shouldn't be spending billions of dollars and sending americans to die for israeli interests there's a reason for that where did donald trump get his money from a man by the name of sheldon adelson donald trump was almost bankrupt everybody remembers when donald trump was bankrupt then all of a sudden donald trump had billions of dollars again yeah a guy by the name of sheldon adelson staunch zionist and a giant political donor is the reason why Trump is so propped up again. So is it is it really is it really that hard to understand why Trump is so vehemently pro-Israel to the point where what did Trump do when he was in power? He declared Jerusalem not even part of Israel, now the capital of Israel territory. How does Trump have the authority to grant an other sovereign nation another sovereign nation's territory? 
Answer, he doesn't really, but America has nuclear weapons and a big army, so they said, you're going to let us do what we want in the name of our Israeli masters or else. The reality is, Israel is the master, America is the slave. America is the big, dumb moron that pays for everything. That's all America is to Israel. And if you don't believe me, you can watch the video of current Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu when he didn't know the cameras were filming him, unequivocally stating how stupid Americans are and how easy they are to manipulate. He says, America, you don't have to worry about America. America can be easily moved, moved in the right direction. And he, what he's talking about there is 9-11. Because everybody knows, anybody with a brain knows that the Mossad and the CIA were responsible for 9-11. So Israel knew about 9-11. Israel was part of planning 9-11. And Israel wanted the 9-11 to happen to the United States so they could get the United States to go to war in the Middle East, attack Iraq that had nothing to do with 9-11, attack Afghanistan that had nothing to do with 9-11. All the while, Israel's sitting there going, ha, 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 ha. We got America to fight all our wars for us. And we got America to kill all our enemies for us. And meanwhile, they go on TV and say, oh, we're the victims. Everybody hates us. Everybody's after us. Maybe everybody hates you because all you do is lie, murder, cheat, steal, and then play the victim. So maybe stop doing that. And maybe, maybe we won't have to have international law crack down on Israel and even crack down on the states. Because anybody who supports Israel at this point where it's become so blatant and so well-known, should be considered a terrorist under international law, including the United States. I'm going to go out there and say it, because it's ridiculous. The only solution to this problem is de-escalation, mm -hmm. identifying borders, ending military blockades, and holding Israel accountable for the last 70 years of unimpeded war crimes. Period. This whole idea that Israel needs our support so they can go and take over Gaza, destroy the West Bank, and then they're not going to stop there. They have their plan for greater Israel, everybody, just like they had their plan for the Balfour Declaration. So that was step one. They think in terms of decades. Well, you people are so stupid. The people that are supporting Israel are so stupid. You don't even plan what you're going to wear the next day. The Israeli regime that's running that regime and that's running the United States behind the scenes, they've been planning this out for a very long time. They think in terms of decades, while you guys think in terms of minutes. So I know it's hard for you people to understand and grasp what's really going on, but this is all part of a very well thought out, very well articulated plan, and it ends with a massive regional war between Iran, Syria, Russia, China, destroying the United States and Europe in the Middle East. Forever getting rid of America's superpower status and bringing the whole world down. And the only one that's supposed to survive through this and thrive through this, surprise, surprise, is going to be Israel. 
because they're not going to be touched because Americans won't let anybody go into Israel. In fact, while America's fighting all of Israel's enemies for it, Israel is going to take advantage of that and expand their borders into Syria, expand their borders into Jordan, expand their borders into Egypt and everywhere else they need to to create their greater Israel. All the while, they'll still be screaming how they are the victim and how everybody needs to just shut up and let them do what they want. Spot on, man. Where do you see this escalating? Do you, so I, I've been talking about the firestorm event, how this was all going to happen. Uh, we had destabilization in the Eastern Europe, Middle East, South uh, China Sea, and how one of these was going to be the, the straw that broke the camel's back to escalate all of this into global war. Uh, Iran has been threatening, and, and Iran is controlled opposition by the same people. We know this, that they're nothing. this is nothing more than a TV show that we're watching here. But... Do you think that this is going to escalate into a, a larger war with what has already happened? I think it's going to escalate into a larger war with certainty. Why do I think that? <coughs> because they failed with COVID. They failed with climate change. They tried to revive COVID and keep pushing climate change, but we resisted. So when all else fails, cause a war. And that's exactly what they're going to do. You notice the TV is not saying anything about COVID. You haven't seen any. Oh, my God. Hospitalizations are rising. Oh, my God. It's time to wear a mask. All of a sudden, that's not on TV. Now all you see on TV 24 hours a day is Israel's at war. We need to save them. We need to go to war. We need to go to war. And that's all you see 24 hours a day because people are so fucking stupid even though they deny it, they all still watch their TV because they're all addicted to it. And they all listen to every single word that comes out of there because they're so fucking low IQ that they simply can't turn it off and can't think for themselves. I'm sorry, but at this point, the average person needs to be called out as fucking morons if, in America. If you don't understand what's going on yet, you're a fucking moron. I don't I, I'm not going to mince words anymore. So what do I feel is going to happen? Surprise. Just like I said was going to happen. Israel is going to start bombing other countries. The United States is going to send them an aid package worth billions of dollars and thousands of troops. And now Israel is going to be even more bold and create a ground offensive into Gaza with the United States. But of course, the United States is just going to be there as medical officers and observers. So that way, when they go in with the hot war zone, now they can say, oh, my God, Hamas killed American soldiers. So now we really need to go in there. And then Iran is going to have no choice but to attack Israel with long-range missiles to try to stop him. And then that's going to cause the larger war. And when Israel goes into Syria, Russia is going to have to come and help Syria. And then when the U.S. attacks Syria and by proxy Russia, China is going to have to come in. And then they got what they wanted, their world war. If you people haven't realized it yet, every single war was planned out in advance. Every single war was funded by the exact same people that are now running American media, American government, and Israeli government. And every single war was created as a distraction and a way to take away the power from the people so they can change something. And in this case, they want to change the power structure of the entire world. They want to collapse the American empire and they want to bring in a world where Israel is the new leader. Wow. And so what we're seeing here then is that the Nazis in Ukraine, the Nazis in the world economic forum are the same thing as the Zionists in Israel. 
No kidding. Where wow. did the current I mean, occupants of Israel come from? The current where did the current occupants of Israel come from? They're not the descendants of Abraham from the Middle Eastern tribes of thousands of years ago. They're not brown skinned. They're not dark haired. They don't look like Arabs or Semites. What do they look like? They look like Eastern Europeans, Ukrainians, Turks, etc. And that's what they are. And that's why people like George Soros uh, are, 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 in, are part of the problem. This is exactly what's going on. And what is Canada doing? Canada literally just gave standing ovation to the Nazis in Ukraine. And then they fired our Speaker of the House like he's the only one at fault. They literally sent a Nazi to say thank you for giving the Nazis billions of dollars. And then when we gave a standing ovation to one of their Nazis that we gave billions of dollars for the rest of their Nazis, now it became a big deal for one person. But nobody in Canada realizes that we've been giving billions of dollars to Nazis in Ukraine for the last two, three years. Even after a Nazi from Ukraine came and said, thank you guys for the billions of dollars for our Nazi friends. That is how fucking stupid people are. That is how stupid we've become. So until people wake up, it's going to get a whole lot worse. They thought it was bad with COVID. They thought it was bad with climate change. War is a whole lot worse. And most of the people alive right now, except if they're living in Gaza or the Middle Eastern areas, they haven't experienced war. And if you look at the new generation of cream puffs that are pretending to be men these days, they wouldn't last five seconds in a real war. So all these Americans that are beating the war drums saying we need to go fight for Israel, go, go, strap on your, strap on your gun, put on your military fatigues and go. I guarantee if you talk to the actual ranking military officers of the U.S. Army, they don't want to fight in Israel. They don't want to be the bad guys. They don't want to go to war where it serves them no benefit. What benefit to America is it to go to war for Israel? Nobody can no. tell you. Zero. They just keep telling you we have Zero. to protect Zero. Israel. But at the same time, America first. That is why American government is full of dual citizens, which are Israeli and U.S. citizens. That is why the U.S. government makes every single person who's part of the government sign a pledge to Israel first. There's no such thing as America first in America. Donald Trump used that as a, as a nifty campaign slogan to get himself elected. But in reality, his actions aren't speaking as loud as his words. First of all, I got kicked out of your hotel for talking bad about Israel when I didn't even talk bad about Israel. Secondly, Donald's the one that's telling everybody we need to go in there. The only good thing Trump said is that he talked shit about Netanyahu, said he can't be trusted, said he doesn't like him, said he takes credit for things that he shouldn't have taken credit for. All true. So why are you sending him money and warm bodies? Oh, it seems like Donald Trump is owned by somebody. Maybe that's why he took that trip to Israel, put on a yarmulke, and touched the Great Wall. Why is it when an American president, who's supposed to be a Catholic, has to go to Israel and pretend to be a Jew for a day and put on their Jewish hat and go to their holy site and say prayers and get touched and blessed? Why would somebody from another country and another religion have to do that? You know why? He's showing his subservience to his masters. You don't see Israeli leaders like Benjamin Netanyahu coming to the United States mm -mm. and going to our famous church, <laughs> doing the sign of the cross and yeah. taking the, the daily host, do you? No, but you see Trump, big bad, I'm six foot tall, I'll punch you out, Trump, 
going to Israel, hunching over his little back, putting on his little yarmulke and touching the wall, letting everybody know around the world who owns him. Right now, now to kind of bring it more information into that, um, the the Jews that we have today are the derivation of the Hisakos kings that exiled out of Egypt, the black magicians that went into ancient, went into Europe. They infiltrated the Roman Empire. They infiltrated uh, all of Eastern Europe's uh, monarchies. They were the the lineage of kings. They became the black nobility that took over the Vatican when the Vatican was locked down in the mid eighteen hundreds. They own America. They have the largest. Israel has the largest lobby in the United States of America for everybody. APAC, yep. American Israeli Public Action Committee. That is the largest, most powerful, most well-funded political lobby in the United States, and that is the political lobby that drafts the pledge that every American congresswoman or congressman and senator has to sign: a pledge to be subservient to Israel. <laughs> well, we are in for a real, real show because, you know, you're mentioning uh, Adelson right there, and that's uh, Pompeo's good buddy right there. Him and uh, Pompeo were collaborating to kill Julian Assange back in 2018, 2019, and then uh, Julian Assange's wife is actually suing Trump, Pompeo, and Adelson before he died uh, because of that. Uh, we know there is massive collaboration there. You're right that he was one of Trump's largest supporters coming into the 2016 election. Um, and obviously that conflict occurs in the Middle East, not because of the other countries or because of various different uh, Muslim sects, but because of Israel. And I, I was given an example of this yesterday. I said before 1950, how many terrorist Muslim, radical Muslim terrorist organizations were there in the world? Zero. Zero. None. Israel becomes a, a state in Palestine, takes over, starts expanding their land, expanding their land, and these things start rising up everywhere. The Shah of Iran gets overthrown. We have uh, the Mujahideen are funded by the CIA to fight against the Russians. We have the Taliban and Al-Qaeda that come up, funded by the CIA and the Mossad. We have ISIS, ISIL, and Syria to go against uh, the regime right there, funded by John McCain and the CIA and the Mossad. We have Hamas and Hezbollah. Same exact thing. Every single one of these radical terrorist organizations are young. They're less than 70 years old, and they were all funded by Western militaries and intelligence agencies. And these are the boogeymen that keep on coming up to perpetuate this racket of a war. And what a coincidence. All of those wonderful terrorist organizations designed to make Americans hate everybody from the so-called Middle East, which even the term Middle East was a term made up to make Americans hate the whole region. Because what the hell does Middle East have to do with, like, Iran is Persia. It's always been called Persia. And they're Persians. Yes, they're Muslims, but they're not Arabs. Meanwhile, now all of a sudden, that whole area... It's just called the Middle East. Even India and Pakistan, it's all just thrown in. So everybody just sees it as a melting pot of evil. And how did all these terrorist groups just show up conveniently after the illegal state of Israel was formed? It's just uh, <laughs> quite the coincidence. Oh, yeah. High coincidence. And, and by the way, if you go to the countries. Mossad, if you go to the official Mossad website to this day, you know what Mossad is called? And it has been since the 1950s. See if the acronym, see if the acronym, uh, uh, is familiar israeli secret intelligence service or isis 
Well, and that goes into the more of the mysteries as well as Isis Rael, right? You have the the El God of Cana. You have Ra and Isis of Egypt, which Moses took with them when they went out there. 40 days and 40 nights goes into the land of Cana, takes over. The convergence of those religions is modern day Judaism. And if, the, and, if, and if all these terrorist organizations weren't really controlled by intelligence agencies funded by the same people that we've been talking about, why didn't we have any terrorist attacks during COVID? What happened? The terrorists, the terrorists just decided it's time to let up when we're at our weakest and most vulnerable, where they could have the most impact and get and gain the most. They just disappeared off the face of the earth. Or you think it was because if they talked about terror attacks, people would take COVID less seriously and they wouldn't be able to get the people to go along with mandates. They realized they could only make the people focus on one thing at a time. Understand that everybody watching. That's why they have to change from COVID to climate change the war, they have to do it one at a time because you're already so stupid you can barely focus on one thing. So if they try to make you focus on two things, it just doesn't happen. And that's why they use their media and play what they want you to think 24 hours a day. And as you see, it still works even after the last four years where everybody realized that every single thing on TV and every single thing out of your government's mouth is a friggin' lie. But now when it comes to Israel... All of a sudden, the blinders go back on and everybody just falls back in line. It's absolutely ludicrous. But it just does show you how many people in the so-called freedom movement are really controlled opposition. Well, and, and also to this point that we've been talking about that this is going to be utilized to produce a greater destabilization around the world. And so we had the report that Israel bombed this hospital in Gaza. The Israeli... Uh, Twitter circuit goes out there and says, no, no, this is Hamas. And they release this video. Oh, yeah. That video is from August, 2022. The video that they're utilizing to prove it. Yeah. But guess what? Israel doesn't care because they know that the vast majority of Americans are so brainwashed. They can do anything. Just like they said with the beheaded babies within 24 hours, we knew the story was false. But still, 90% of Americans still talk about that like it was true. Even after they found out it was false, it's confirmation bias for their programming. Israel knows it doesn't have to say things that are believable. All it has to do is say lies. And they're sheep, they're goyim. Yes, everybody, Israelis call you goyim, you stupid Americans. You know what goyim means? It is not something cute and funny. It means you're cattle. It means you're subhuman. It means they can rob you. It means they can murder you. It means they can trade you like property. And that is how they think of you. That is how the regime running Israel thinks of you. They call you goyim and they use you for money and they use you to fight their battles for them. It's really that simple. And they brainwashed you. and, And they brainwashed you with Hollywood and propaganda. The same people in Hollywood that are raping all these children and everyone found out about that now is the same people that are funding the government, the same people that want you to go to war for them, the same people that are protecting the Jeffrey Epstein client list. But hey, it's all no big deal. In fact, the United States, they wanted to make Marina Abramovich. You know who she is, right? The spirit cooker. Mm-hmm. She's a pedophile. herself. They want to make her an ambassador to Ukraine. Yeah. 
Why not? I mean, why not? We have the Clinton Global Initiative going in there. He's going to control the, the 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 kid trade, and uh, they just got a forty billion dollar loan from the World Bank that the Clinton Global Initiative and BlackRock are going to get. It's becoming the new C forty city that's going to build up their smart city. And you know, it's kind of convenient that Russia just decimated all of Eastern Ukraine, and now BlackRock is going to get a forty billion dollar loan from the World Bank to go rebuild it all. And they've already started, even though the conflict's still going on. It's funny they need a loan to rebuild Ukraine when they got like over a hundred and seventy million dollars, a billion dollars already. And for people that don't realize, the entire national debt of the Ukraine was a hundred billion U.S. So that means rather than go to war for nothing, they spent a hundred and seventy billion on war, and they got less than one percent of their territory back. They could have paid off the entire national debt of the Ukraine, invested fifty billion into the infrastructure of the Ukraine. And still had $20 billion left over to pay off Vladimir Putin to leave them alone. And they would now have the highest standard of living, the lowest cost of living, and the most technically advanced and highly innovative society in all of Europe for generations to come. Instead, they have a completely decimated country, an even bigger national debt, and the rest of the world just lost $170 billion for nothing. Well, but but that's part of the larger agenda is you want to perpetuate this aspect of debt and hyperinflation in all these countries because they're coming out with their digital currencies and it's going to be privatized digital. I, I, I've been talking about this and I haven't heard anybody else talking about this, is they're not going to go towards CBDCs. CBDCs are going to be a thing for clearinghouse usage. It's going to be privatized digital currency coming out through various corporations that own the land, they own the residential houses, they own the condos, they own the cities, they own the grocery stores, they own the utilities. And you're going to have to utilize their privatized digital currency in order to live within that region or that district, which will clear within CBDCs. But this is how they're going to implement it. But before they do that, they have to crash the global economy. They have to crash the dollar and they have to get rid of all Western economies and completely. And they they couldn't. And they tried to do that with COVID and it didn't work. And they tried to do it. Climate change and it didn't work. And they like those two things because it keeps all the infrastructure intact. So they can get rid of us, but not bomb and destroy everything and have to rebuild it. But because both of those failed, they're going to plan C, which is war. And that worked for them every single time in history because the people are always so stupid. They can be manipulated to do whatever the elite want. So if you guys want to be stupid and go to war for Israel and you want to get into World War Three, congratulations. I ain't fighting for anybody. You try to draft me, I'll go to a different country because I'm not cannon fodder and I'm not stupid enough to go fight for somebody that doesn't like me. No, this audience is well aware of what's really happening, which is good. And, uh, you know, we don't we don't fuck around here. And, and if you think about this, too, who who went to the Bilderberg meeting in 2018? Justin Kushner and Ivanka Trump. Oh, how convenient right there. I wonder what they talked about. COVID. I mean. I've said this for the longest time is that we have a multi headed Hydra that rules and dominates this world and they're in continuous battle against each other, not for the savior of humanity, not to, to no, for control life, over us, for control over this planet. It's the war of the roses. That's what's really happening at that upper level. And some of them will sell you freedom so that they can gain power over you. And that's just how and this to be honest, and to be honest, that is our, that is our saving grace. Because if it was, if they could actually all work together in, in real, in real harmony, we would be screwed. 
The reality is they're only working together because the enemy of my enemy is my friend, and they're all really fighting for to be that number one power in the in the world. So as long as that that never changes, which it never will, because evil can never coexist. They always want to be in charge. It's that whole snake eating its own tail. Even if we submitted, even if we completely lay down and lost, they would fight amongst each other, and they would never have control one way or the other. So. Well, and that's a lot of what's happened. I mean, I, I, I've talked about this in the sense of the conspiracy, the, the Bush versus the, the neocons versus the liberals, the control of the deep state here in the United States, the, the cabalist actions throughout all of Europe and how all that has expanded out. But it's been a, an ongoing war between these various different factions. I mean, you look at the House of Orsini versus the House of Colonna, the, the black nobility, the, the, the Shakespearean plays. This is what's been going on behind the scenes and people are utilized as chattel and pawns in this epic chess game including the jewish people and i want people to understand that i feel sorry for the jewish people because the normal jewish people are good people and they keep getting screwed over by their own government and their own government keeps putting them in these positions where they have to be the victims or they have to have bad things happen to them or they have to do bad things and then the world does not like them, but it's not because of them. It's because of the people in control of them. Why? And a lot of Jewish people are speaking out. How many Jewish people despise Benjamin Netanyahu? Answer, quite a few. How many Jewish people speak out against Zionism? Answer, quite a few. So they realize it. There's entire buses of Jewish people that were going and holding outside and say, we stand with Palestine. Or oh, in Israel, they'll be called self-haters. They have an answer of propaganda for everything. The reality is the average Jewish person is intelligent like we are, so they can see exactly what's going on. And they don't want to be used as pawns in a war. They don't want to be used as cannon fodder. And a lot of them don't like the idea of, of their government going and murdering children and destroying women and killing families in their name. It's that simple. So I think we have to... I think. And they try to get us all to divide. And I think the best way to combat this on a global scale is get a whole bunch of Catholics, a whole bunch of Jews, and a whole bunch of Muslims coming together all around the world in massive protests. And not protests pro-Palestine or pro-Israel. Massive protests for simple de-escalation. And how can the media demonize a whole bunch of people of different different faiths, different ethnicity coming together and saying stop it. Stop the war. Stop the bombs. Stop the invasion. How can governments and, and how can armies go ahead with that if literally billions of people around the world unite in non-compliance? United non-compliance doesn't just work for COVID and climate change, ladies and gentlemen. It also works for war. And it's even more effective for war because in war, they are literally trying to pit one country against another. In COVID and climate change, they were just pitting everybody against each other. So this way, there's there's sides that are clearly defined. So united non-compliance is even more effective if you can get past your petty differences by simply stop watching your TV and start listening to your heart and start thinking with your mind. That's it. And, you know, interesting enough, Joe Biden is on his way to Israel right now. The The king of Jordan and Egypt, they've all de de denied their meeting with Joe Biden. They've canceled it. Interesting enough that the king of Jordan, uh, Egypt, uh, Turkey have all came out against the atrocities being committed 
by Israel in Palestine. And then Turkey and Egypt, or not Turkey and Egypt, but Egypt and Jordan were both bombed on their borders uh, by Israel. Go figure. See how that works. In self-defense, uh, of course. Oh, yeah. Self-defense, of course. And now we have Iran basically saying, give an ultimatum, saying, look, this is going to stop or, or we're stepping in. Because this is getting ridiculous. And, and here's the thing is, I already believe that Iran has the bomb. I believe that they have the, they've had the nuke for a long time, that they have tactical nukes. They have dirty nukes that Hezbollah most likely has planted somewhere. And that they are willing to use it in this perspective that we're seeing unfold right now to where we have Joe Biden going there tomorrow. They, the, the liberal, the Democrat, oh, how about this? The deep state, they need to get rid of Joe Biden. They have to get rid of this guy. What, what are the odds that just like the German chancellor visits Israel today, they have to go to the bomb shelter that something happens to Joe Biden tomorrow. I don't know. That could be that. That is it's something I thought of, but I didn't even want to say out loud because if that happens, it would be instantaneous world war three. So I wouldn't even put it past Israel to fucking assassinate Joe Biden when he comes there and just blame it on anybody else that they want. I, I have the same feeling, and I have a feeling that if they wanted to escalate this and really kick things off, that's because exactly why does Biden have do. to go there? Why does Biden have to go There's there in no person? Reason. They told him, they told him he's got to go there in person to justify giving them all this money and stuff. But in reality, he doesn't need to go there. Yeah, there's no reason for Biden to go there, but they've set the precedent the last few days with other uh, world leaders going in there and every single one of them, they had to hit the deck. They're going in the bunkers. You had blink in there yesterday, spent eight hours in a bunker. And it's like, you're going to send the president or the president of the United States into to a Israel, hot war zone, into a hot war zone. Like what the fuck? Like you seriously, people, like if you're not seeing what's going to happen here, come on. We're literally living a movie, but brother, I got to let you go because I went even longer than I was supposed to. And I got another show in seven minutes that I got to prepare for. Cool, brother. Take care, man. We'll talk to you soon. Chris guy. everybody. I love you, man. God bless everybody. Good Do God. not give in to the war drums. Israelis are good people. Palestinians are good people. And everybody else in that area are good people. The last thing we want is a big war. So all we need to do is is stop the regime that's in charge of Israel from creating one. Love you guys. Love you, bro. Peace out, brother. All right, guys, that was Chris Sky. And you guys can find him at realchrisguy.com, um, as well as the link that we had up just a little bit ago, joinchrisnow.com. You can go to that as well. Uh, that's for the one where the nonprofit that he's working with, God's Children, are not for sale. Uh, today is our short, short show. We only got a few more minutes left. I was hoping to get in some stuff, but Chris, uh, you know, he he likes to he likes to go off on those rants, and I absolutely let him because um, – there's a lot of things that he said. And, you know, he said a lot of the same things that I said yesterday. This, If you're calling for the death of the Palestinian people, you're not aware of what's going on. If you're calling for the death of the Israeli people, you're not aware of what's going on. This has nothing to do with the innocent people on the ground. This and People are going to be like, well, this is a holy war. This is not a holy war. This is being played as a holy war by political by political fronts at that very, very high level of the factions that are going for power back and forth, that are trying to propagate a global war to bring about the Great Reset, to bring about the United States collapse and the creation of their whole new world order. That's what this is all about, guys. Everything. We've been telling you this since 
October, November 2020 that all this was going to happen, that all this was going to unfold. I'm not psychic. I'm not special. I just know how to read through the bullshit. I know how to look at the narrative and say, this is most likely what's going to happen. And like he just said, what's the whole reason Joe Biden's going there? There is no reason. But with the German chancellor and Blinken, they set the precedence. And I, 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 I pray not, but I think something's going to happen to Joe Biden tomorrow. That's just my thoughts. There's absolutely no reason for him to go there. And so this could be the straw that breaks the camel's back right there. Uh, not only that is Jordan and Egypt's uh, uh, leaders have canceled their meeting with Joe Biden. That should give you an indication of something happening here. So we're going to keep you updated. I mean, it, this is a really interesting situation. It is dominating the news thread for this week. Um, Jim Price and I are going to be on AMP After Hours, which is in 30 minutes from now. Um, we'll probably talk about, uh, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to be talking about tonight. I think it's called the great reset. I think the episode's called the great reset. So we're probably going to talk about the great reset. We're going to talk about water wars. We're going to talk about, um, preparation, prepping that type of stuff. A lot of the same conversation that Jim and I talk about, but you guys can join us there. That's on amp news. If you go to rumble and you type in amp news, you can find that. I'll also send the link out on my social media. Um, but, and so if there's any, and there was actually a few different things I wanted to cover, uh, that we didn't get to today that I'll probably just cover on there. Um, yeah, just, just a few different things, the Jim Jordan stuff. And we'll see about covering it there with Jim Price and me and him. will just have a discussion about that, but guys stay vigilant, be aware of your surroundings at all time, get prepped and ready. Go buy that toilet paper, get those paper towels, get that excess gasoline. Make sure you have a generator if you have the ability to have a generator. Make sure, without a reasonable doubt, you have a way to defend yourself. If you're someone out there that, like, you know, has never used a firearm or anything like that before in your life and, and you need some help with all that stuff, please go to the social red pill. And there's tons of people who could be easily considered experts on firearms on there that can help you out and maybe even get you training or lead you in the right direction to buy that firearm, get the right ammunition for it, load it up and utilize it the way it needs to be utilized and have all the safety measures in place. So check that out, uh, socialredpill.com. Don't forget to go over to redpills.tv. I don't have vids tonight, so I don't have any list to go out there, but thanks to everybody who has uh, given here tonight on the Battle of the Streams. Thanks for everybody who donated last night as well. Uh, if you guys want to support us in any way, shape, or form, go to redpills.tv at the main menu right there. There's our sponsors, there's Social Red Pill, there's... Um, a way to donate and there's just multiple ways to help support us. Uh, we'll have a, uh, um, a new media organization potentially coming out here really, really soon. You guys are going to absolutely like, we got tons of good stuff. <laughs> uh, you're going to, I'm going to make some announcements here in the next few weeks that you it's going to blow your guys' minds of what we're going to be doing. I kind of just gave it away, but of what we're going to be doing. So it's going to be really cool. Um, and that's, what's taken up a lot of my time. It's one of the main reasons I'm traveling a lot lately. I'm speaking at events and I'm making some back, uh, backdoor deals with a lot of people. And we're trying to expand, uh, everything that we're doing and get every other people who don't necessarily have a big voice, a voice out there. So guys, much love, respect. God bless you guys. You guys all take care. Have a great night. We'll be back tomorrow night with another episode of the dark, uh, <laughs> the red pill projects daily dose. Have a good one. Good night. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption 
that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign, and it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me I patched the game. <laughs> I, it's, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's, a, it's collusive. It's, uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And, uh, you know, that's the beginning of communism.